And we're live. Here we are. Welcome back to Equal Time Soccer. I'm Mark Pivarotsky, not Matt, doing some Minnesotans in D1 soccer coverage. And we're really lucky today to have a special guest, uh, Creighton's own Ansley Atkinson, also of De La Salle down here in, in the Twin Cities. Um, welcome, Ansley. Thanks for joining us. Yep. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So Ansley was saying this is her first um like interview like this, a podcast. So, I mean, it's, that's a high bar for me to set too. I have to. <laughs> so Ansley, I know you're playing at Creighton now, obviously. Talk to us though, how you got into the game. Um, how did you first start playing soccer? And do you remember what the team name was? Oh yes. Okay. So first my mom actually signed me up for this little rec league, whatever, when I was four mm -hmm. years old. And then I actually switched schools when I was in first grade. So when I was like five, six years old. And in order. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. You switched schools when you were. Yeah. Right. I switched schools in first grade. And so I transferred or I went to Burroughs Elementary School, which was mm -hmm. in South Minneapolis. And mm -hmm. so um, in order to like get me more friends and stuff and like just get used to it, she signed me up for. Minneapolis United, the rec club, and I was team Egypt. Okay. And yeah, that's, and then from there, like I stayed with Minneapolis United really throughout my whole yeah. life. The yeah. whole time. That's rare when you're in an actual metro area with a lot of competing clubs. Like, I mean, there's a lot of high level clubs. That's, yeah. What did you, yeah, that's really funny. That what, and what made you stay with them? Was there ever like a pull, you know, I don't know, were you ever pulled to try and go play for one of the, you know, the academy type clubs or things, you know, um, Shattuck or, you know, right. the Thunder and stuff like that? Definitely. Um, so I was very lucky to have a great team, great girls. We still like talk to each other and have played with each other, like the same team for from when I was like nine to 18. Uh -huh. And so for me, it was just a really good environment, really good coaches. Um, Greg Wheaton uh, was an mm -hmm. awesome coach of mine. And uh, we just had a good group and we went to regionals every year. And so I didn't really feel the need to go anywhere else. Mm -hmm. um, but definitely near high school, early high school, just like look, getting looks from colleges and stuff. I mm -hmm. did consider going to the MTA because right. it's ECNL and it's um, they go to those big, bigger showcases and everything. But mm -hmm. I had a really good experience playing MRL with my Minneapolis United team and it was awesome. We were a good, good age group and good group of players and girls. So, yeah, Minneapolis United. That, yeah, it's a, that's a good. Yeah, I love it. And talk about too. I mean, you were you're playing for that club team with your friends. How many of them played at De La Salle too? Because I mean, you were so successful at De La Salle. You won three state titles in four years. Not, not us actually. We actually. State cups. What's the state? I was like, what's state cup? What's the difference? Oh, no, that's, that's for, for Minneapolis United Club. We won oh, we okay. state cup, state cup almost every year we played it. Um, but yeah, deal Sal, I didn't actually play with anyone from my like Minneapolis United Club team on deal Sal, mm -hmm. but um, a couple of Maple Brook players that I knew were really good played for my deal Sal team too. So that was mm -hmm. fun as well. What are your, so, I mean, making it to regionals with the club and playing it in high school, what do you, when you think back, like, what are the memories that flash back most? Is there like a rival you really hated? I don't know. I confess, I don't know who De La Salle's primary <laughs> rival is. Like, yeah. you know, or is it just, you know, the runs you made was successful, you know, yeah. for you on the field? I would say um, 
at least in our section finals and semifinal games, the one team that we always lost to was Matamidai. So we kind of had like mm-hmm. a little tip with them for a little bit. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, I think my most memorable game, at least from high school, was when we played Mini Haha, and mm-hmm. we played them at home, and we were down three three to zero in the first half, mm-hmm. and so I was like, "Oh, we got to get one before half started, before half ended, just to like stay in it, you know, mm-hmm. up by two. It's a bad lead." And so we got one at the end of half, and then we come back to tie it up. It goes into PKs. I missed my PK, but my teammates came through for me, and we actually won. Uh-huh. And it was that was a crazy game because a lot of the crowd started leaving at halftime since we were down by so bad. But uh-huh. we ended up winning, and it was that was probably the most memorable high school soccer game moment I've had. Yeah, I mean, it's it, I can't. I was trying to think in my head once you said that. Like, can I remember a game where we came back from more than I, maybe two? I don't remember. We weren't a offensive dynamo in uh, Northern. <laughs> So Taco, I mean, then you, you get to Creighton, um, which, you know, obviously it's not surprising to see a Minnesotan get to Creighton because they, you know, I think they pull a lot of students or a lot of athletes down there, especially like the women's team. You always have a couple. Mm-hmm. But what made you what made you make that choice? And when did it start? When did they first talk to you? Right. So the first time they reached out to well, my coach because they couldn't talk directly to me was mm-hmm. we went to a Shattuck showcase and that was our first big showcase. And so mm-hmm. I first like heard the name Creighton there. And then it wasn't until later on where I, where I started doing my research into like, oh, like what is this school? Because I'd never heard about it before. Um, mm-hmm. They had a really good pre-med program. Um, the coaching staff, my current coach right now, was really new. And so like he had this whole new direction for the team of like rebuilding mm-hmm. it. And the size was right. Good pre-med program. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Big East and I don't, I don't know. It just fit really well. Pre-med. I, I have to, I have to sidebar because I know you're, I looked on the Creighton on the roster website, a couple of bio things stood out to me. One, I mean, being uh, pre-med and uh, chemistry majors is impressive on itself, but you said your favorite class was organic chemistry. <laughs> and it, so where I went to school, the kids who had to take organic chemistry would be in like psychological breakdowns. They literally yeah. Said I survived OCHEM, you know, and so mm-hmm. I know my sister had to take it at least twice. Sorry, Sammy, I would have had to too. But yeah, so I mean, talk about why that's your favorite class and just what made you choose to go pre-med. Right. Okay. So I just really like medicine. I've always like really wanted to be a doctor and like get in the medical field. And so mm-hmm. like pre-med, I was kind of like kind of set on that before I came into Creighton. Um, organic chemistry. I really liked the lab part of it, uh-huh. um, the hands-on stuff. It was really, like, easy to follow and very practical, like, separation of chemicals. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you separate by, like, density. Like, it just made a lot of sense to me. And so I okay. like like <laughs> I love it. It, it impacts the body a little bit more. Did you get an A, Ansley? I bet I you did. did. I did, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I assume. <laughs> That's great. I know. And was it did was there something like I remember when I went to college, there were kids who wanted to be crime scene forensic people because CSI had been around. Like, were you watching Grey's Anatomy or something? Was there something that pulled you or was it more wanting to help people? (laughs) Um, it was actually more there's a show called Mystery Diagnosis. Uh Uh-huh. It like scared me so much when I was a little kid. I probably shouldn't have been watching it when I was a little kid. Uh But people would go on there and like the doctors had no idea what was wrong with them. And it was just like, 
these uh-huh. really rare diseases and that was just like the idea of like solving that issue and like yeah we'll come over this huge mile milestone like that like really like mm-hmm. made me get pushed into that direction of being pre-med and everything yeah do you have a sense of what kind of what kind of medicine or what area you like to do I mean it's a long ways you'll have a few years I suppose to yeah I do um I don't know yet um I really like I really want to explore like pathology Mm. and um emergency medicine but I I have some time so nice I think I remember what pathology is from working at the nurses union uh, for a little bit, but you know, it was a lot of technical terms. Um, so, I mean, I love hearing just why you chose the school and it's, I love that you're also like clearly passionate about what you want to do already. Um, back to kind of the game part of it. You, I think you started every game as a freshman, is that right? Or played in every game? I, I think I started every game. Yeah. I think you started every game. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, talk about the step up. To, to college, talk about the adjustment. I mean, part of it is you did have a lot of success in youth and Creighton, like you said, it was kind of in a, re- a bit of a rebuild or like, you know, you didn't, it's not like you were winning every game. Right. Um, so what was that step up like? Um, It was pretty big, actually. I mm-hmm. am like naturally a center mid player. And so mm-hmm. I started the season center mid, um, but then we were playing a three, five, two. And mm-hmm. I was, I got shifted out to left wing bag because I could run. Uh-huh. I could like see things differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was the most running I've done in my life, probably like uh-huh. in games like that. Um, but just like the intensity and the weight of like those conference games, like mm-hmm. it was awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It was so fun. And it was like a lot different than like a mm-hmm. high school game or just a club. Right. Game. Well, and I saw that, yeah, the, the wingback, you end up running, you know, even more, fullbacks run a lot, but when you're the five or the, you know, you're the outside yeah. with the three back, you run a lot. And I know I saw, I think your favorite player is Crystal Dunn, right? She, yeah, she, I, I was, I was back, like Crystal Dunn, <laughs> she lights out, like she was a workhorse and she could, uh-huh. she could play. I always, I, it makes me mad that they, they make her play out. Like she can play right. out because she's great. But I'm like, I want to see her up front. I really, yeah. Like, especially in this Olympics, you know, when kind of they weren't putting things together, mm-hmm. I definitely thought like, just try at the end, you know, try her or, you know. Right. Especially cause she was like a forward and like a center mid, like yeah, you can, she's very versatile. And so, yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. She's great. She, I'm sure she's the best dancer on the team. It seems <laughs> like in the videos, but <laughs> what do you like? What do you like most about her game? Or like, do you try to model things after her? Um, I just like her work work ethic, really, and she can like win every ball mm-hmm. with women. Like, mm-hmm. it, just, it works really well for the U.S. Um, I obviously didn't get put together this past mm-hmm. Olympics, but yeah, I really like her. I also really like Tobin Heath. I think yeah, he's just stellar on the ball. Nasty, just yeah, <laughs> you know, dancing on people, yeah. yeah. That is, did you what? Did you wake up to watch the games? I I saw the half versus Netherlands. Mm-hmm. I was up for that one, but I couldn't. I couldn't wake up for those ones. It was hard. I I, I woke up for that. And it was it was very and well, and it sucked because you wake up at three and then they lose. And, and then they lose. Oh, I'm not used to the women losing. You know, right, right. But honestly, I think it's impressive that they got a bronze considering they didn't ever really play well. You exactly. know, so yeah. that's how good they are. We expect. <laughs> I, you know, we expect them to be perfect. So, right, true. Um, 
And talk about playing in Creighton Stadium, because if people haven't seen it, look it up. I I know I had seen it before. I looked at it again today. It blew my mind. I mean, it's yeah. like a $30 million stadium. No college. Has, I, I mean, there must be a couple, but it really rare to have anything like that. Just talk about playing there. It seats like 10,000 or more. Yeah. It's it's awesome. Um, that We actually got new turf, I think, one or two years ago. And so it's like... Mm-hmm. it's beautiful it's like i think it's like temperature something something yeah. like that um, and stuff. Yeah, yeah yeah the stands are awesome there's like seating all around mm-hmm. um i remember one game freshman year we there's this event that we host called socktoberfest where we play on nice. the play right after us and yeah. so this the stands you can see them just like filling up as like the night goes on um, yeah but yeah it's, it's a great stadium to play in. It's awesome facility. Well, you know, it's rare to get to play in front of fans, you know, like, because there's plenty of D1 programs that, you know, a nice crowd's like 500 P, you know, I mean, it's, yeah. That's yeah. Crowd, but, you know, it's just another level. So it must, yeah. I mean, is that a motivating thing? Does it make you feel like professional or like give you motivation, like a standard that you're like playing in that stadium? Yeah, kind of. Like, it's a nice place. And so like, Mm-hmm. having like other pro games like hosted there like i know this omaha semi-pro team like uh-huh. plays like our men sometimes um yeah it makes it feel like real mm-hmm. but so union omaha yes yeah, yeah. Union, you know, yeah, yeah. the owl it's cool they're cool yeah yeah that's great i saw the u.s women's national team played a game there in 2010 i was like really wow. oh, yeah I uh i don't know if dunny was on the squad then so you can't say maybe you could look it up then you'd play it on the same maybe <laughs> so you've, you your um last season you kind of had to step up I mean in terms of making the Big East tournament but of course do it also I think your record is four and six right so it's kind of a weird year like yes. it was the first time you made the tournament but obviously you know not everything went right so what what do you think did go right last year and like what do you take from it into this year like moving into building I think last year we did a really good job of just like sticking with our principles and everything um although we like lost a lot of games they were all in the beginning and we were still like figuring out how to score and how to like finally connect in that final third Mm -hmm. and so when we hit our stride it was just kind of like we we hit it and so like going into this year with a longer season and preseason and everything, we can get all that. We can get all that out before conference starts. And so I think it's already going in a really positive direction. We're starting off winning. Um, Mm -hmm. We we still create a lot more chances than we like put out. And so I think just that team chemistry and like connecting and finally finishing Mm -hmm. and getting that momentum is really going to help us this year. Yeah. I feel like coaches always say like, I'd be more worried if we weren't creating chances. Cause right. at least I know we can focus on that, you know, but, but the up till then it's the hardest part. So mm-hmm. yeah. But, well, no, you started out great. You're three and one, right. Or two, yeah. And you've had four assists. You had a hat trick of assists. Have you yeah. ever done that before? Yeah. Yeah. You have. <laughs> no, no, I haven't had that before. Okay. <laughs> not, not in a game like that. I don't think. It was but... against Oral Roberts, right. What was that like getting like, I mean, just getting the win is great, but like, what was it like to have that? I, it was just, I, it was just crazy. I've never really like had that happen. And so like when the goals happened, I was like, oh my God. And like, that's our only three goals. And I had assisted all of them. I was like, wow, that's, that's crazy. Like, 
I don't know. <laughs> is it your, if you could pick, like, what makes you, what gives you the most joy on the pitch? Is it, is it scoring a goal? I mean, scoring a goal feels crazy. I mean, there, I've only in my life scored a few, and it feels amazing no matter what, you know, where you're doing it. But what is it, you know, creating assists like that or just winning? You know, like, what is it that you, like, get the most joy from the game? Oh, that's a good question. I think... Like, I like this, it would be me slide, tack, slide tackling. Yeah, yeah. I think thing to do. I, I love assisting I think yes. that's, that's probably what I get the most joy in because it's like you kind of share that with the goal scorers mm-hmm. a little bit and it's like mm-hmm. you can always like play that nice pa- I don't know just yeah. like playing a good like through ball and like a good finish it's really satisfying and really definitely yeah do you get to do you celebrate I don't like I don't I think people celebrate a little in college like they let you get away with some do yeah. you celebrate um on my team, we don't, I mean, like, we, like, all just, like, kind of group together. And yeah, just, it tends to kind of be just, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they would get, you know, because, yeah, when you're young, you can't do anything. But then you kind of see, yeah. Yeah. Nothing, nothing Me, personally, I just kind of scream a little bit and then yeah. find my teammates, but. Black out a little bit and you're just, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's great. So, and what for you, like, I mean, for the team and for you, do you have specific expectations, like in terms of wins or in terms of what, you know, production for you, do you set goals like in numbers or is it more, is it uh, deeper than that? Or, at a, you know, not so specific. Um, I'd say as a team, not really in numbers, but just based on how we play and like, we obviously want to win all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's like, we still just like our end goal is really just like making the Big East tournament and winning the Big East tournament. And so like Mm -hmm. the steps that we take as a team developing there, um, things aren't going to go our way all the time, but like the steps that we take to prepare for that and to like, when we get in those moments, we can like convert. Mm -hmm. I think that's more valuable as a team than just saying we want to be nine and one or like we want to do that. Yeah. So is your, is your main focus? I mean, um, I'm sure you're probably in line. I mean, with all the assistance that you've had, you probably could become the leader of something or are at Creighton already. But I mean, that sounds like an amazing goal. Yeah, the main goal for your team is really just to believe like we should try and make the tournament. We need to win the conference tournament because when I'm sure Creighton maybe hasn't been in the NCAA for a while. No, yeah, I don't think we have actually. Mm-hmm. I haven't done the research, but yeah, my freshman sophomore year, we just fell that like that short of making the Big East tournament. So mm-hmm. uh, I know what it feels like to just miss it by that much, and to make it is so much sweeter. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, ha- going through having preseason after playing last year, you know, and having the time like with players, I just like it just must feel like night and day compared to the bizarreness of last year. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. And are, speaking of that, just because of the extra year just came to mind, like, is that something that comes to your mind? Are you thinking like that in terms of using eligibility? I know you already you have your medical school plans. Right. Well, I actually want to play pros overseas somewhere for a few years in between uh, college and medical school. So, yeah, I definitely haven't decided what I'm doing yet. Um I really want to see if I can go pro after this year, but mm-hmm. um, the fifth year isn't out, out of the picture. Yeah, that's exciting. I love it. I mean, because you absolutely can go back. I know there's, I've, I've seen other players. I know there's like a, there was a men's player who quit and it's like, he's a doctor now. And you're like, wow, just keep yeah. achieving and everything. And it's like, yeah. but, no, medical school will be there. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah right. 
have you thought of where you want to play or do you start like looking into the leagues? I mean, cause you can get a little more info now. It is tough with women's professional mm-hmm. leagues though abroad. I haven't yet. Um, I know that my coaches have a couple connections that I'll, mm-hmm. I'll just see how it plays out. But yeah, I just, I would just love to do that. It's yeah. always been a dream of mine. So like, yeah, just got to make, just got to win the Big East tournament. I'm sure. Yeah. What's and talk about your role on the team, obviously a leader, um, you know, in some ways, because you you produce, they're always putting you on the field. And so with the way colleges, with being able to sub, if people are always playing, I don't, I take something away from that, you know, in terms of like dependence on you. So what's your, you know, what does the coach tell you about your role on the team or like, how do you see your role um, on right. the team as a senior? Um, as a senior, I think my role is just to like lead by example and to like keep like pushing the younger people to like play uh, uh-huh. within our style and our culture um, on and off the field. Um, but my role, I'm an eight mostly. Like uh-huh. I, it depends on the game, but usually to just like get the ball connected and break those lines, um, combine with the forwards and be creative. Uh-huh and shoot Mm -hmm. (laughs) a lot of the set pieces and stuff. So that's definitely in my job description, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. What formation do you tend to play? Do you stick to one or you do mix it up for opponents? Um, we usually go three, five, two, at least this year. Mm -hmm. Um, but we always shift like based on our players, like Mm -hmm. last year, couple of injuries, like we shifted from a four, three, three to a three, five, two. So like, we're very flexible in that, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, we were three, five, two is good. Yeah. So is it you and another midfield partner in front of a six or is it, or how does that work? Or are you playing right. with a double pivot? How we, do you- yeah, we shift a lot. So we shift like two That's tens yes. versus two, like a six and an eight. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or like I'll push up as a like kind of rotating yeah. 10, six kind of mm-hmm. thing. So it's it all works out um people miss people overdo using the numbers sometimes yeah. where it's like well he's definitely in it and you're like it's a little much but i you yeah. know I like <laughs> but uh, yeah i'm like in between usually the 10 and the six yeah and so in in terms of the big east play like coming you know i think like i watch i've watched a decent amount of the gophers and i see like the difference in you know the bottom end of the big 10 can be quite like very physical and kind of like a little more like typical maybe cliched american soccer and then the top end gets a bit more of like some pretty good possession and like um open play um so i'm wondering for you like is there what do you see as a general trend like with the style in the big east are there and which teams stand out like that you're that you think are you most impressed with Mm -hmm. i would definitely like say the same thing um as in the big 10 i'd say the lower tier teams just tend to like send it long like let's go like down your throat like transition Mm -hmm. game and then near the top a lot of building out like playing through the middle like really breaking teams down Mm -hmm. um it's interesting because last year we split it up into the west and the east of the big east so okay yeah so i haven't actually seen um a lot of the eastern teams uh, like georgetown and them play a lot but georgetown has like historically been like very good at moving Mm -hmm. the ball and like being dangerous so mm-hmm. i'm excited to play them again yeah. this year we lost to them in the semis last year but it's our first conference game and i think nice it's gonna go well 
Nice. Yeah. I'll have to try and look at that. And you do have, well, I know there's at least one Minnesotan I can remember off the top of my head in the Big East, Morgan Turner, who's pretty, okay. pretty big standout at DePaul. Yeah. So I was, is there anyone, or do you have other people you played with in Minnesota who play in the Big East or like people from youth time? I go to a, a facility called Loris. Um, there's a couple people um, on DePaul, I think, that go there. Mm -hmm. um, oh, the defender, I forget Morgan. She was like the defender of the week this week. I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, oh, I don't know. Megan or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds familiar. But yeah, I don't. I don't think any other like Minnesota people that I know of. I do have a teammate from Hudson. Uh huh. Um, she's awesome. Did you, I feel like there's also you were saying like the high school team you didn't like is Matamidi and I know I've seen that there's girls playing D1 for Matamidi like yeah. if you've ever played them I forget where they play maybe in the Summit League but I don't know I don't know I can't I'm really bad with just names and faces a lot so yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Who is it? So you've, I mean, you've had a lot of games, like you said, you didn't get to see everybody last year, but for you, who is the team that you, do you have, do you have a specific rivalry from Creighton? Cause I know you moved into the big East kind of a while ago. So right. I don't know what the historic kind of tensions are, but do, is it like DePaul cause it's kind of close or who do you, who's the kind of grudge match with you? Um, me personally, I think we always have a really big battle with, um, with Providence Providence is always a really tight game. Um, they they're also very good. And Butler, we also we lost twice to them last year, so it's kind mm -hmm. of got to get back at them this year. But yeah, I'd say those those teams are we we always battle with, and yeah. it's it's fun in in a sense. But like yeah, like, you like yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> it's a, yeah. It's across the line. Has there been like red cards in the game? What? Oh no no. I don't think there's been a red card. Yeah. Does it affect Providence is pretty far away. Like are some of those, you have some long road trips, like from Crate. Like, is it, does it make it tougher? Do you fly then and it's easier? Yeah, we, we fly everywhere. Yeah. yeah everywhere's kind of spread out because Omaha is just kind of like. Yeah. In the Midwest and we're in the. Big Even Butler. Because Butler yeah. would be too many hours on a bus. Right. I guess. right. Yeah. 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 We fly everywhere. Nice. All right. Yeah. Welcome to the Big East. I love it. Yeah. Um, so, Anthony, I also wanted to ask you about something I'm really, we ask it on every podcast and it's interesting to see if players have thought about it, but the name, image, and likeness rules is something I was really excited to see change this summer to give, um, to empower athletes to get to, you know, take advantage of the stage they're on. And so it's early days and we're seeing, you know, in like the major money sports, some things coming out, but then um, I'm interested interested to know you know for women's soccer players like is it something you have thought about is it something you're hearing teammates talk about um me I have not thought anything about that this it's not really in my wheelhouse to do to like uh -huh. do that um my teammates no. no one has really been into it either no one's been like trying to get uh -huh. or anything and so yeah our teams we're not really taking advantage of that but you're busy yeah I get it <laughs> I just think, well, it's, it's, yeah, it'd be more, are you not really into, you're not like big on Instagram. I think no. of the players who are like doing thing all the time. If they have a couple thousand followers, like you could, I'm not a business expert, but you could monetize that somehow. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'm sure. But yeah, I'm not really a big social media girl, but. Uh -huh. If there was like a restaurant in, uh, in your college town who was like, yeah, you know what, Ansley, we're going to have the Ansley special. 
and you're going to get, you know, I don't know, a gift card. I don't know what you get. Like you get 500, which is there a place that you would, or a store that you like or something? I don't know. I'm a college student, so I have to say Target. <laughs> I mean, look. <laughs> That's where the essentials are. In I'd, I'd say if Target wanted to have a business connection with you, yeah, it'd be a good choice. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I really like Tap House. Yeah. It's a really good burger place down here. I yeah, wouldn't. It could be like Ansley Burger. <laughs> yeah. what, would what do you get there like what would you want yeah what would i want on it? i don't know i've never thought about that <laughs> yeah well i'm glad to spark the spark the imagination about it yeah. yeah i'm interested to hear we talked to i talked to meredith hawkinson who plays at michigan and so she said just talking to some of the other athletes like hockey players or people maybe in the higher revenue sports that it was intriguing to hear like people were starting to get little things and i i do wonder what it's like when there's a few college athletes who have like if they have like ten thousand dollars living on campus like that i know that's that's a lot like i'm sure like a lot of whatever, you know i mean the, some of the those football quarterbacks like yeah. the guy has a million dollars exactly already yeah okay <laughs> my man yeah <laughs> that's great well yeah and if people look i think because i keep asking players this and you know i only have so many ideas so i think if people are supporters send in ideas of what you think, or if you're a business, please reach out to some of these standout athletes and see. I'm sure they would take some athletic gear. I'm sure they would take, you yeah. know, look, whatever, Gatorade. Yeah, whoever wants to do it. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, well, I appreciate it. And Ansley, we also mentioned on every show that we're gonna pay all of our guests. So I'll have to get your Venmo or however you, however it's easy to transfer, but we're proud to do that. And it really does come from supporters. It, you know, the reason we're able to do it um, is because the support keeps growing at equal time. And so you being a Patreon subscriber means we can pay the players. And, you know, theoretically, if you're sub supporting us more, you know, we can do more to support players. So it's exciting for us to get to do. Um, so thank you for all your support my mom, my sister, whoever else is supporting it. <laughs> and so do you have anything else, anything else you want to say? When's your next game? Our next game is Thursday. Mm -hmm. Thursday. Yeah. Right. And against who? Oh, I don't know, actually. <laughs> we'll cut it. What not? <laughs> um, I think it's a Dakota, yeah. Dakota team. I know we play all of them, so. One day at a time. You got Oakland to worry about tomorrow. before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Mm -hmm.